0: Welcome to another edition of the Golden Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is January 24th, 2020. And I have a couple of different segments that I wrote for this episode. I hope you enjoy them. Let's go ahead and get started. Kansas City Chiefs ripping off Florida State war chant song. This is what I wrote about that. Kansas City Chiefs are ripping off the Florida State war war chant theme. First First, they are offbeat. Second, their tomahawk chops are not syncing up. Third, come up with your own theme music. It's crazy that Kansas City is doing this. They have, they are a NFL franchise. They have plenty of money. Put together a team, create your own music. I uh, was watching the Kansas City, Tennessee game and walked out the room for a few seconds. I heard the music come on, the Florida State theme music. And I was like, you know, Florida State's not playing. I look at the TV And these Chiefs fans are butchering the War Chant song. Uh, I read somewhere that a Florida State fan was offering to help Kansas City on their War Chant and Tomahawk Chop. And that's a negative. We do not do that. Our stuff stays with us. We don't help anybody perfect what is ours. This has to be something that they just recently started. They haven't really been doing this for a long time because I've watched several, you know, a lot of Chiefs games in my life. And I can't recall them ever doing that. So, you know, hopefully. The Hunt family, (laughs) you know, will spend some of that money they have. And come up with their own stuff. So let me know what you think about that segment Next segment Who will be the starter At running back And I think I've done something similar to this But with the addition of uh, The the junior college Transfer Web I just wanted to go over it again Alright so here we go Who will be the starter at running back In 2020 I don't know LeBourne is coming off an injury. Corbin is coming off an injury. And he has to petition the NCAA for immediate eligibility. The JUCO running back Webb is undersized. Anthony Grant took a whole season off. And Lawrence Tuafili is fresh out of high school. So I don't know who the guy will be. But I hope it's a player who can do it all. Norvell will not be able to get all these players playing time. It's going to be very interesting to see how the carries are divided up. Um, I don't. Let's see. Like I said, I don't know if I have spoken on this topic before, but I just wanted to, you know, go over it again. So this is my depth chart for the running backs. LeBorn number one Corbin number two Grant number three To number four And Webb number five And they are trying to add another guy I think it's this Edwards kid out of South Georgia Um, Two through five on my depth chart are interchangeable But I think LeBorn will be the guy Um, I think if he goes in and grinds And put his all into it I think he's gonna be the starter. He's the most highly coveted out of this group. So, you know, he had the surgery early and we'll just see what happens with the surgery. So let me know what you think about that uh, segment. I'm gonna move on to the next segment, which is all these skill positions Uh, All the skill position add-ons are good But where are the offensive line uh, Players And this is what I wrote about that All these skill position add-ons are good But where are the offensive linemen Uh, I don't know One guy from Florida International can't be it They need to watch the film on the offensive line from last year And see that staying pat is not the answer here. Florida State needs a infusion, needs a infusion of road graders, hog mollies, and rhinos. This is the first. This is the first step back. Uh, that Florida State needs to take in order to get where Florida State wants to be. We have not had a decent offensive line since the 2014 season. That is six seasons. That is ridiculous. Norvell can add all the bells and whistles that he wants, but until the O line is fixed, it's a moot point. You can run the football. You can't run the football if you can't run block. Fixing this is paramount, and I will keep emphasizing this until it's addressed properly by this coaching staff. Listen, man the the offensive line, I'm I don't know what to say. I feel like Dante Lucas is a player, Darius Washington is a player, and maybe Ira, Ira Henry is a player. The other guys on this roster, I don't know, but Sally doesn't impress me, Mike Arnold, on Johnson, None of those guys Goss, Neil. I'm not impressed by any of those guys Maybe Maybe if some of these uh, Incoming freshmen uh, Ellis, Lloyd Ellis I think his name is And uh, Zach Herring Maybe they come in and lift weights For the next Eight months And you know They get put out there Maybe something will happen But I just Really don't Understand Why you're acquiring more Skill position talent And your offensive line Stinks I mean that's where football begins and ends Is the trenches So the sooner Coaches realize that The better off we're gonna be so let me know what you think about that segment. And now I'm going to move on to the next segment, which is no Terrell Buckley. If there's no Terrell Buckley coming to Florida State, bring Mario Edwards back. And this is what I wrote about that. Terrell Buckley should be the DB's coach right now. He's universally universally recognized as one of the best DB coaches in the nation plus he's a former player at Florida State this should have been a no-brainer he signed with Ole Miss a few days ago so I doubt if Florida State can get him now so my ter- alternative is Mario Edwards a energetic guy who has a passion to coach you can't go wrong with either guy the question is availability obviously Mario Edwards is available so Norvell pulled a trigger Let's get this guy in here that loves Florida State, that was not very professional by TJ Rushing to leave Florida State like that. Like I said in previous episodes, coaches gonna take the payday every time. You know, I've been saying this for a long time, man. Coaches always gonna take the payday. Always gonna take the payday over staying at a program. And I guess he just viewed being a DB's coach at Texas A&M as, as a little bit more prestigious because you're in the SEC West, the hardest division in football. So if he can get those DB's out there to play well, maybe it might lead to a defensive coordinator job and then to a head coaching job. So, you know, still very unprofessional, but it is what it is. Um you know hopefully we'll find another guy that's just as good as him or even better. So let me know what you think about that segment. And now I'm going to move on to the next segment. And I'm going to be comparing a couple of let's see guys for the Super Bowl here. First, my first comparison is going to be Jimmy can Jimmy Garoppolo outduel Patrick Mahomes? And Here's what I wrote about that Probably not But I don't think he has to Shanahan is going to run the football Until Kansas City stops it Jimmy G will have to make More than 8 throws to win the Super Bowl Patrick Mahomes is going to get His yards He can't you can't stop it But San Francisco has to limit The points that he can Put on the board Um you know you just can't stop this guy, man. I what they Houston had him what twenty one zero, twenty four zero, and the man just came to the sideline and just said, you know, calm down. We got this. And it's just crazy that he just went out there. And just brought those guys back like that. You know. He's the best quarterback in the league. In my opinion. His ball placement skills are just. Uncanny. And he can run too. He's like a. He's like a younger version. A younger better version of Aaron Rodgers. Um, But we've all seen Jimmy G put up some numbers too now. He. He showed up against Kansas City. I mean, uh, New Orleans. You know, he showed that he can. He showed up against the Rams. Um, So, he's responded under pressure. Um, But, of course, you have to give the edge to Mahomes. I mean, just uncanny. He has uncanny ball placement skills. Um you know Aaron Rodgers he threw for like 300 plus yards and um you know I, that was basically holding Aaron Rodgers in check. I think the coach basically <laughs> held Aaron Rodgers in check, man. You got to unleash uh Aaron Rodgers if you want if you want to go to the Super Bowl. So let me know what you think about that segment Jimmy G versus Patrick Mahomes I'm assuming that most of you guys Are going to give the edge to Patrick Mahomes And rightfully so He deserves it And I think The biggest comparison of this game Is going to be between the tight ends Um, George Kittle versus um, Kelsey Kelsey and um, you know, a few years ago, when Kettle first came into the league, of course, I would have given the edge to Kelsey. But I think George Kettle has definitely closed that gap, and um, I think he has think he has become the best tight end in football. I mean, you just. Just in all aspects. Pass blocking, run blocking, route running, catching the ball, um, breaking tackles. You know, that that play against New Orleans where it took like four DBs to bring him down. I mean, that'll go down in history as one of the most, you know, iconic plays ever. Um, Kelsey runs great routes. He has great juke moves, um, s- superb hands. You know, it's going to be very interesting to see who who is going to win that battle. Um, I'm going to say it just depends, man. It just depends. If, if San Francisco running game is getting off, I mean, obviously, George Kettle is not going to get his numbers. But if they have to throw... You know we'll see what happens so i hope you enjoyed this episode um it's available on youtube apple podcast google podcast spotify podcast spotify podcast if you're listening to this on youtube please scroll down to the description click on one of the links rate review subscribe i appreciate your support and as always go knows.